This is Self-Awareness for Everyone. I'm your host, MJ Bleehart. I'll be your guide through conscious reality creation, tools for applied guidance for mindfulness, non-toxic positivity, and other applications of unselfish self-awareness. This week's episode, why is self-awareness and just being yourself so challenging? Let's face it, we come from a society that doesn't really like people to be themselves. We are all about conformity. We are all about fitting in. And this is something built upon a long period of time where we have become increasingly connected. Now, I'm not saying this is a bad thing because frankly, it's not. The problem comes in when we look at how things are and create normals and the norms, and we have expectations for how life is supposed to work. What's more, there's a false narrative that this is how it's always been. All you have to do is take a little look back at history, and you're going to see that How it's always been has only been the way things have been for maybe 50 or 60 years. Probably a little longer than that, but not much. And if you want to get really, really technical, the world as we know it today really didn't come into being until the dawn of the 21st century. But that's not what I'm talking about here today. Today I want to talk about why it's so difficult to just be yourself. Just be yourself is all well and good, except it often gets tangled into other things. Two of the most distressing things that dominate our society are the expectations of others and the shoulds. We're all familiar with the shoulds, and I'll get into this in more detail here, but let's also talk about how it comes into being that we have all these expectations of others that people expect us to live up to. Early in our lives, before we are scientifically capable of true self-awareness, and that means development of the frontal lobe of the brain, our parents and other family members are guides for us. That eventually moves on to include teachers, sometimes religious leaders, sometimes really close family friends, all sorts of people who offer you guidance, in a special when you are incapable of true self-awareness awareness because, again, self-awareness doesn't really come into play until the frontal lobe is developed, and depending on what science you look at, the full development of the frontal lobe often isn't complete until the mid-twenties. That's another story, again, in and of itself. But what ends up happening along the way is that the guidance that these people have been providing us turns into direction. We're no longer just being guided. We're being directed. There are things that are expected of us. For example, every child in the United States is expected from approximately the age of 5 until the age of about 18 to attend school. Elementary school, middle school, high school, first grade, or frankly kindergarten through 12th grade, and that's what you do. That's good, to be perfectly honest, and the fact that it is free is great, save the fact that, wow, do we underfund our public schools and disregard the importance of education. This is another topic for another time, because I can go off on this one all day long. Anyhow, when it comes to our lives as children, there's a very specific set process that we follow, and there are expectations 
of it, some of which are very, very important. I mean, I'll be honest. It's important that you go to school and you get these basics of education. However, soon after that process, once you've finished your primary schooling, now there are new expectations of you. In some cases, it's go to college, get a job, get married, start a family, work until you're 65, 70, then retire and, I don't know, live out the rest of your days doing whatever you do in retirement. This is a great expectation in some respects. But what happens when somebody takes the trade school route rather than the college route? What happens when somebody is an entrepreneur and comes up with a brilliant idea that has nothing to do with education and they start their own business? How about the artist? Writing, painting, acting, take your pick. What ends up happening is people don't live up to the expectations. They don't live up to the shoulds that people believe they should live up to. And before you know it, they're suddenly made out as outcasts of some sort. Rebels, people who do their own thing. They don't shape themselves to fit into a given mold. And then some people along the way wind up wearing masks in public so that they can prove themselves to be what others expect them to be. Why? Because in a lot of respects, it's very hard to feel that you're going to be accepted if what you do isn't the norm. And the further you deviate from the norm, the harder it is for people to be comfortable with themselves, but also around other people because you don't fit in. So in order to work with this, it begins with recognition and acknowledgement of your basic self. Before you begin any work to break out of the mold of the society that you live in, it's really important to understand something here. Nobody is at fault or to blame for this. Ours is a fear-based society, and a lot of that has to do with various people, quote-unquote, in power, doing what they can to remain in power. Empowering people to be themselves disempowers, at least in their minds, the people in power. So the religious institutions, the governments, the businesses, they prefer us to be under their control. What's more, in a consumer society such as the one we live in, fear is used to sell you everything. Fear of missing out, which now becomes FOMO. Ooh, not FOMO. Fear of being left out. Fear that you will not be accepted if you don't buy that watch, drive that car, drink that beer, take your pick. This can be extremely challenging to break free of because it's so pervasive. But what's more, nobody's at fault for this. There is nobody we can blame for this situation. And it's all too easy to try to place blame, which is something our society just loves to do. Look at any given politician. Almost all of them love to blame others for anything and everything that's wrong with our society. They create the other to have somebody to blame. They love to find somebody to give the blame to, whether it's legitimate or not, and frankly, more often than not, it's not legitimate at all. This gives them a way to disempower people further. We get caught up in a cycle of finding fault and seeking blame, but that doesn't do anything to help us. All it does is displace us further and further from our ability to change and to make 
active, consciously aware choices for our lives. That's a big part of why blame and finding fault is so incredibly enticing because it doesn't require accountability. But let's be honest here. Only you can get to know the real you. And that's because you are the only you inside your head, heart, and soul. Everything about you begins and ends with you. To learn about yourself, you really need to learn self-awareness. Nobody lives in a bubble. We have to be aware of the world around us. It's important because we're not alone, because nobody lives in a bubble. You can't drive without being aware of what's around you. You can't just look forward on the road. You can't just be driving without awareness of everybody else. If you do, you're going to get into an accident or you're going to cause an accident. It doesn't really matter though, because it's an example of why awareness is so important to the world around us. However, we don't need to be so inundated and bombarded by information of the outside world that we inadvertently neglect our inner being. And yet, we do. Some of this comes from lessons that being yourself isn't necessarily best for the world. Now, I know people who have put on masks of who they believe people think they're supposed to be. They find themselves increasingly disconnected from themselves because they're not being true to who they are. They're not being genuine as to their deepest desires, their intentions, and everything that they would most wish to be because they think that's not going to work for everybody else. And you know what? You might be right. You can't tell anybody else how to think, how to feel, how to act. There's nothing you can do about it. But you can be as genuine and true to you as you can possibly be. I know that I'm not for everyone. There are people who find me really, really strange. There are things I do and ways I act that some people look at and go, dude, what's up with that? Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Unlike our third date, for example, my wife looked at me and said, you are the most unapologetic geek I've ever met. To which I said, thank you. I'm rather proud of my being a geek. My point to all of this is being yourself starts with self-awareness. And it's right in front of you and readily accessible to you. But nobody teaches this. That's because we neglect the power and importance of our mental health. And by mental health, I don't just mean mental. I mean mental, emotional, and spiritual. We get so hyper-focused on physical health that we ignore the other three elements that make up who we are. And if you ignore your mental, emotional, and spiritual health and their suffering, your physical health will follow. Being self-aware is not difficult, but there is no one-size-fits-all for this process. However, there are tools that everybody can make use of. And the first is conscious awareness. And I mean active, mindful, conscious awareness. To do that, we're going to practice mindfulness. Mindfulness is active, conscious awareness, but it only works here and now. That's because the past has come and gone and cannot be repeated, and the future is uncertain and unknown. Here and now, 
you can most easily get in touch with yourself and get to know yourself and be yourself. And it starts by asking questions such as, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? How am I feeling? What do I intend? What am I doing? This active conscious awareness is mindfulness. And when you practice active conscious awareness, mindfulness, you get to know who you are. Because who you are on the surface as you present to the world isn't necessarily the real you. The real you is in the depths of your being. It is the mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical all blended together. That is who you are. Just because you put one face on to the world doesn't mean that it's your true face. The problem that comes of this is sometimes we wear it for so long that we forget what our true face looks like. To do that, we need to practice more mindfulness. Everyone, and I mean everyone, has both a conscious and a subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is where your memories, your beliefs, values, and habits all live. This is where they are rooted. By and large, your subconscious mind is in the background. It's always running, but you seldom access it unless you do so consciously. The conscious mind is the mind that you can access by asking here and now questions about your thoughts, feelings, actions, and intentions. Those questions can only genuinely be answered right here and now. So by asking them and answering them, you make yourself mindful. When you practice active mindfulness, you open the way to be yourself. Why? Because mindfulness is how you get to know yourself. It's all too easy to look in the mirror and see a reflection and say, well, this is me. And then make judgments. Well, this is me. I could stand to lose 60 pounds. My hair is a complete disaster. I don't understand why I've got this really weird bag under my eyes. I mean, what the hell? But that's not you. All that is is the physical body that you occupy. You are in there. And it's more a matter of the feelings and the thoughts and the intentions, as well as your spiritual, mental, and emotional self that is the genuine, truest you. Being yourself requires you to look at what those pieces are and do your best to bring them out in what you do and how you act and who you are. Mindfulness is how you can be yourself, because when you know consciously what you think, feel, intend, and do, you are capable of choosing to be who, what, where, how, and why you most desire to be. This isn't always easy. Self-awareness is something that we disregard along with our mental health because for whatever reason, we've just not given it the level of importance we should. Now, this might, and I'm guessing here, okay, I don't know the science of this, this might stem from a period where this didn't matter the same way. When we lived a more subsistence lifestyle, when we didn't have the degree of abundance we currently enjoy, we didn't have to look at these things in the same way because there really was nobody to be but yourself. In a world of mass media, of instantaneous connection, Globally, 
We can compare ourselves to people that we will never meet. We can measure ourselves up against people on the other side of the planet with completely different cultures and make judgments that we are insufficient. This is not something that we should be ignoring as much as we are. We really, really need to address that mental health is a major problem we really need to work on. And one of the reasons I'm talking about this to you is because we individually can make choices to more readily bring this into the public consciousness and the collective consciousness and help the world to be more connected. But we can't do that for other people. We can only do it by starting with ourselves. And this is why being yourself and using self-awareness to better be yourself and to face that challenge is ultimately empowering and frankly, completely worth your while. Let's get into this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool. Are you being yourself? For some people, it's not an easy question to answer. So let's see what we can do to help with this. This tool is going to require you to set aside at least five minutes of uninterrupted time. And I mean at least a good five minutes. You might even want to give yourself 10. Sit down at a computer or where you can write in a journal everything that comes to mind when you ask these questions. Who am I? What am I? Why am I? How am I? Give yourself one to two minutes to answer each of these questions. Once you've written this down, read it. Do these answers reflect you being yourself or who you believe others expect you to be? Are these true to you? Are they the answers that you had hoped that you would get when you asked these questions? Another step to take if the answers don't suit you is to work out what you can do to change them. Write that down too. Please note, this might bring some stuff up that's disconcerting. This might show you where it's in your best interest to seek professional help. This might show you where it's time to get some therapy or counseling or even sit down with a trusted confidant and talk about some of these things. But when you do this, it gives you an opportunity to put in stark reality all of the answers as to what it takes to be yourself. Once you've done this, when you're done with this, does it make you feel like you know yourself better? If it doesn't, what can you do to change it? Because believe me, you have the power to change it and you are worthy and deserving of being the truest to yourself that you can possibly be. Be yourself. You can't be anyone else. Thanks for joining me this week. I hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and working with other tools for optimizing your life experience. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at mjblehart.com. You can follow me on social media via Instagram at mjblehart, on TikTok at mjblehart72, and on Facebook at blehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show. Thank you to Fima Honey. She is the creator of my original cover art. Please take a moment to visit her Etsy shop at Talia's Inspirations. Please pay a visit to my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdawn.com, as well as at mjbleehart.medium.com. 
and check out my ever-growing number of published sci-fi and fantasy novels on Amazon and other online retailers. I hope you're discovering how self-awareness works hand-in-hand with mindfulness and can be applied to improve your life experience as well as that of the people around you. Be kind, compassionate, yourself, and your own self-aware creator, whatever form that takes. And please be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be. Namaste. Namaste.